Welcome to Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Now, here's your host, entrepreneur and author, Danny Cole. Welcome back to another episode of Stronger Than Failure. I am your host, Danny Cole, and with me is Blake, making healthcare affordable, Barber. I like that, man. Not bad, huh? Taking it from Tom Bilyeu, baby. Shoot, you're the best, baby. You're yeah. the best that's out there. Keep talking. Hey. Folks, we want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the show. We love you and we appreciate you. If it wasn't for you, we would not be here. So we are grateful. If you like this show or any show that we have had, tell everybody about it. We want everyone tuning in, being part of the family, because we love you. And if you want to hear a repeat of any of the shows that we've got, of this show included, go to StrongerThanFailure.com, click on Podcast, and boom, you get the full lineup. Boom. That's it. Now, folks, you're going to love today's show. We have got Dr. John Giovanelli, correct? That's, I didn't want to butcher up the last name. That was kind of difficult. we got Dr. John in the office today. This man has been a chiropractor. He's had his own business since 1988, Blake. 1988? 1988, dude. He don't look old enough. Not at all. But that's what's amazing. So that's how you know the show's already going to be great. He's been doing it since 1988. Been a chiropractor for ever, basically. You know everything about the body. <laughs> well, today ends 31 years. Tomorrow starts 32. Yeah, today's the anniversary of... Wow. Well, the pre-anniversary. So tomorrow's anniversary. Happy anniversary, Thank you. man. I don't think I've done anything for 31 years besides... Be amazing. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. But before we go into the interview... As always, Blake, you know, the people want to know, your fans, your family, what's up with you, dude? <laughs> what is new? Hey, man, nothing. Nothing. But hey, guess what happened to me? I, I lost... Uh-oh. Is that you? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I, I, lost, I lost some weight. Really? Yeah. Uh, I lost 45 acres. No way. Yes, yes baby! baby. What? I sure did. Yeah. Also, you didn't tell me about this right here. Well, because you know, it last last week, two weeks ago, we had closing. We good? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked, dude. That is awesome. I did not know that. Cause that's something we've been talking about for a while, trying to get you know a buyer for it and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, because I know you're doing, you're playing like the real estate housing game. Uh, don't mm. buy land. Just don't do it. Mm. Don't buy land. All right, well, would that be said, you got 47 acres sold? It's gone, baby. All right, do you have any left? His story. His story. All of it's gone? Yep. Dude, that's a blessing. I'm glad to hear that. Dude, I'm super glad to hear that. Now you know, that's been um, Top that, bro. I can't top that. That's it. Um, the car business is about to get going again. <laughs> In two weeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> a week, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, look, we're about to get things going there. because we had it, Dude, it was a lot. We had to get done with it. But tomorrow I'm going to get the insurance for it. We've already got the location. Everybody got the signs. Everything's, I mean, everything is done. So tomorrow insurance is paid for, and then the paperwork is submitted, and boom, we're in business. Scat. Cat. You got it. Where can I come buy a car, man? Uh, just meet me. That the, the office is over in Jonesboro, but basically you just get in touch with me. I'll take care of whatever you need. So anybody that wants to buy a car now, they just go to dannycole.com? Oh, uh, you're going to go to, Lion, well, the webpage, what we're working on right now. We've got to figure out which way to do it, make sure it's easy to get to. But um, shoot, you can go to my webpage, you know, Danny Cole Financial, go to Stronger Than Failure, or just hit me up on the cell phone. Right now we're working with, again, it's going to be the cash cars. Everything from like two grand to six grand, that's what we're working with. So okay. Cash only. Cash only, cash car. You, 
if you want to finance, that's fine. We don't do the financing. You just come with the money and boom, we'll give you the car. Boom. That easy. Right. And I can get whatever I want through you? No. If you, if you got a car in mind, let's say you want to get you know, an Audi. So you've got a car in mind. I'll let you know what's coming through the auction and you let me know the price range. We'll go get it. Well, that's pretty simple. Not bad. That's pretty simple. So you're like, a, okay, I see how that rolls. No, so that, that's being the broker. So you're being the auto broker with that aspect. Mm -hmm. But then you know, we're going to have cars that we'll have that you can just come in, like you look look at the well, look on the website, mm -hmm. come out to the house, or give me a call. What do you have? I'll tell you what I've got. Come on out and buy it. Okay. You got a Lotus for six thousand dollars? Yes. All right, yo. We're about to get back to this interview. <laughs> <laughs> no Lotus for six. <laughs> All right, everybody. Again, thank you for being here. You are in store for a great show. We have got Dr. John, who has been a chiropractor and he has been in business since 1988. Tomorrow is the anniversary of him starting his entire business. This man has seen thousands and thousands of clients in his time. So he knows everything about the business, about the body, and we are about to learn. Well, th thank you, Dan. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I want to uh, start by telling people I'm in Peachtree City, Georgia. That's where I started. Uh, I spent four years at Pinewood Studio working on all the Marvel people. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, I, you see the Avengers. Uh, you've seen some of my patients. So. Uh, and went back to Peachtree City and uh, started off, uh, you know, in healthcare, we called it the Mercedes 80s, right? Because uh, we didn't have managed care back then. So along the way, as HMOs got more popular, I started to uh, adopt more of a personal injury practice and uh, see more car accident uh, cases. And I enjoy it because you don't have the shackles of managed care and the dictation of what you can and can't do with a patient. You do whatever the patient needs, and that, that's what I like about it. Now that's huge. Yeah, cause so many, as far as the insurance companies or whatever, they yeah, they want to do what their pockets want them to do as little as possible, mm -hmm. not give them the care. Right, right. Oh. And uh, so I started around 2012 making a transition, but uh, I really wanted to try to help everybody out there because I see people every single day who aren't prepared for an accident, they don't have the right insurance, they didn't do the right things afterward, they went to the wrong type of doctors, and not only did their injuries not get treated properly, but they got financially uh, screwed. screwed yeah. Okay, can I say screwed on that? Oh yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, well they got screwed bad. So, uh, but I think there's a lot of questions people have, you know, what kind of insurance should I have? If I'm in an accident, do I need to get a lawyer? Um, you know, what type of doctor do I need to see first? Do I need to see a chiropractor, an orthopedist, physical therapist? I like to talk about all that if it's okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, I know that this is broadcast everywhere. Anybody can tune in. So here in Georgia, uh, we are not what you call a no-fault state. Now, no-fault state means that you are required to carry personal injury protection. And that no matter who's at fault, your own insurance pays for your, uh, for your care. And uh, the states that, that have that, uh, there's about 12 of them. Uh, so most states don't. But here in Georgia, you have to have at least 25000 in liability. Now that means if, if you hit someone else, you have 25000 that will pay toward their injuries. And I get people coming in, and most of my patients are the, uh, the, the, the victims. Uh, someone else is liable. And 
I, I say, well, do you have medical coverage on your auto? And they say, oh, well, I have comprehensive coverage, so yes. And that's not true. Okay, so I want to talk about, you can add on collision that pays for your car damage. The only thing you have to have is liability here in Georgia. Comprehensive only means that you have collision and liability. That's it. That means nothing. Medical coverage is an add-on. And I have USAA insurance. It's pretty cheap. I carry 100000 in medical coverage. The other thing that you have to have that's not necessarily included in, in, in comprehensive is uninsured motorists. Because the average driver here in Georgia is $25,000. That's it. And uh, you know people close to you, and I know people who got messed up pretty bad in car mm -hmm. accidents. 25000 is nothing. No. I mean, you go to the hospital by ambulance or, God forbid, life-flighted. You get uh, two CT scans. And, and that's it. I mean, so what if you need ongoing care? And if, and if it's that bad initially, you probably do. Not only are they not going to pay for all your medical care, but they're, you know, forget any kind of pain and suffering settlement. So you have to have that backup. You have to have enough insurance to pay your medical. And if you have uninsured motorist, that actually is like, imagine someone else having that amount of coverage. So if you have a lawyer, they're going to go after your own insurance for the uninsured motorist portion. I think people don't know that. Can, can, I, can I interject for just a second? Yeah. So are, are you going to cover what, where the rest of the money comes from? So you, you had alluded to the bills that go above and beyond the 25 k Well, it comes from you, the, 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 the victim. You have no choice. No shit. Yeah. That's, now, there is one caveat to that. If you get in an accident and... Let's say your medical bills are up to 20000 The people that hit you at 25000 You have a lawyer. If you have a good lawyer, they can sue for what's called a bad faith claim. If, if the insurance company does not pay out the limits of the policy. Now, if they pay out the limits, that's it. That's all you get. But if they play hardball and they don't pay out the limits of the policy, then the lawyer can go after a bad faith claim. Then it goes to trial. And then... The sky's a limit. So, um, but they're getting strict on that, and it, it, there's no guarantees. So, so the average insurance company is going to be smart enough to know that they they're going to have to pay that limit. That maximum. Well, they're they're, they're going to look back five years at the at the patient's health history. They're going to do everything they can to call it pre-existing. Uh, they're 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 going to just dig and dig and dig and delay and delay. And uh, you're really just better off having the backup coverage, the uninsured motorist, really high medical coverage. For yourself. For yourself, yeah. You have, to, you have to insure yourself because the other people out there on the roads don't have the insurance to cover you. Now, everyone's trying to go as cheap as possible, so whatever the lowest deductible, lowest whatever is what they're going with. Yeah, and, and commercial vehicles have to carry a million dollars coverage. But uh, So let me ask you this. I mean, I'm just curious. So for somebody like... Uh, like you or Danny, who has some sort of financial, uh, I don't know, well-being, and you hit somebody that's a victim, and you only have the $25,000, then now they all come after you and sue you personally. They, get, they, they can if their lawyer is really hardball. And, they all are. Uh, all so if, if, dastardly. If, if you have the means to have more than $25,000, you should have it. Uh, otherwise, you better have a good umbrella policy. 
I'm just saying, like, so it, if somebody you you hit somebody who's got nothing, and that's why they have the cheap insurance. You get nothing except your own medical bills. Yeah, but now, usually that type of person doesn't have a pot to piss in. Right. After and so, but if you hit somebody that's got something, that's got a big, nice mansion like Danny does and drives a Rolls Royce Mercedes on Monday. So, and, and if I hit, you know, if he hits me, right, and then his $25,000 cancels out, then my lawyer is going to say, hey, we're going to sue him personally. Well, well I'm going to get into picking a lawyer okay. in a little while and I'll explain that. But that's kind of how it rolls. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. But I, I, in the 30 years I've been doing this, I, I have never seen anyone successfully, uh, or I've, I've never seen a, a lawyer really have the wherewithal to go after somebody personally. It's it's just too much of their time and effort to try a case that involved uh, for you know unless it's a wrongful death or something like that. I see. You know, it's it's got to be a really severe case it's probably going to get you up in the seven figures for them to want to tackle someone's homeowner's insurance or an umbrella policy or something like that um but but for the typical whiplash it's never going to happen you know um you're just gonna they're going to cut and run on the thing that that's my experience you know and i'm sure there's a lot of lawyers out there listening going, no no we're gonna go get it so maybe uh but where where were we oh on, on the insurance end of things you got so you got Uninsured motorists, you got your med pay. Like I said, I carry 100000 5000 10000 is nothing. And uh, it's not that expensive to add on. And if you have one accident and you go to the hospital and you get one CT scan because they think you might have a fractured skull, I promise you the money that comes out of your pocket for that would pay the premiums for med pay for the rest of your life. So, you know, you okay. want to spend three grand on that or you want to... You know, if you have med pay, you don't have to worry about it. Sure. Now, next question that, that people have, well, why can't I just use my health insurance? Well, a lot of health insurance, number one, any doctors who will take a car accident case and take car, uh, health insurance, it's unusual to find someone who is in network with your insurance who will also do car accident cases. Most of the docs who do car accident cases are not in network, so that's one thing. The other thing is, no doctor is going to let you use health insurance and then wait on settlement to get paid. So you are out of pocket with the high deductibles nowadays, co-insurance, co-pays. You have to pay all that just as if you weren't in an accident. And then, finally, a lot of plans out there are what you call ERISA plans or self-funded. So like uh, here in Georgia, we've got Delta Airlines, Chick-fil-A, all these big companies. They're all self-insured. And those have to be reimbursed as settlement. So, look, if there's no insurance at all, you're better off using health insurance than not. But, um, but it's still not as good as if you have MedPay because that covers it and then you're not out anything. Uh, so I had a patient today I talked to who, uh, he, he, accident was just a few days ago, and uh, he's using his health insurance for some things, but there's some things that he needs uh, that that are not going to be covered by his health insurance, and and he says to me, "Look, doc, I don't want to be out of pocket on this." I said, "Well, then you should have had MedPay. What can I tell you?" So, and this is every day for me. So I've had patients come in where they get in an accident, and then after the accident, they say, uh, I, "Oh, I tell them, sorry." Uh, I say, "Now, if you don't have MedPay, call your insurance, see if you have it. If you don't have it, add it." while you're on the phone with them. Do they? One out of five will, will heed my advice. 
And uh, I've had four people so far in 2019 who got in a second accident within a year who didn't get the med pay. So look, when you settle a case, I, I think a lot of people think that you know, you're going to get your pain and suffering settlement. I mean, it's 10000 or 100000 or 1000 whatever the heck. I don't know what people settle cases for. That's, that's the lawyer thing. But they think that they're going to get their settlement and then somehow their medical bills are going to get paid. That's not what happens. They base your settlement on your medical bills and your lost work and the damage to the vehicle. So you get one settlement. The lawyer takes their cut, it's usually somewhere between 30 and 40 percent, mm -hmm. and then the rest of it goes to you. Before you get yours, the lawyer writes checks for all your medical bills. So that's thousands out of your own pocket. Holy smoke. Yeah. So that's the way that works. So anyway, the best thing to do though is when you get in your car, number one, Besides having the right insurance, you know, we already covered that. You want to get as much med pay and uninsured motorists as you can afford. And um, you, you can't get more uninsured motorists than what you have liability. So if you have 50000 in liability, you can't get 100000 in uninsured gotcha. motorists. So you, you're going to have to at least match it. So you might have to raise your liability to get a higher uninsured motorist. But I recommend at least 100000 in uninsured motorists. It's the only way you'll get a surgery covered if you need a surgery. All right, then, so insurance is done. Now, dash cams. I record everything when I drive. I have a dash camera. I see so many cases, probably once a month, that come into me where the liability is in dispute. And the there might not be witnesses, you know, maybe... Somebody said, oh, I had the green arrow. No, you didn't. You know, and the, the cop ends up not giving a ticket to anybody. So they have to hash it out. And maybe they have a few people in the car. You're by yourself. And, and I've seen people get screwed like that just because of the liability. And they're hurt. You know, they deserve more. So, so they're on their own for any treatment of injuries and uh, forget any settlements. So the dash cam is totally admissible. That's it is not only is it admissible i mean that will end the dispute right there on the scene okay my massage therapist had an accident last month i watched the video she's going along there's another lane same direction right next to her a lady from she's in the left lane a lady from her right is driving up like a bat out of hell realizes she can't go any farther because there's a car stopped in her lane she cuts to the left lane in front of my uh, massage therapist. My, my uh, massage therapist clips the back of her car. Okay? The, the cops come. Now, because she rear-ended her, you would think, well, that's always the person from behind's fault. Not if the person makes an illegal lane change. It's almost impossible to prove someone made an illegal lane change if you don't have a dash cam. All they can say is, oh, I had the blinker on, so then it's... So the cop, the cop is sitting there with the massage therapist and, and starts writing her a ticket. She says, oh, no, I have this on video. Showed the cop, and he said, oh, I see. Instantly ticketed the other lady. Wow. The insurance company instantly offered her 1500 bucks settlement plus an additional 5000 for any medical treatment she needs. 
with she didn't have a lawyer and she wasn't even hurt so uh but but that's that's a really big offer uh for, for really no injury yeah. Well, it's because she had the video cam, though. Like you said, that's kind of crucial, it, especially because it's your word against somebody else's when anything happens. It, it, yeah, they're like 100 bucks on Amazon. Uh, I, I don't really have a particular brand I recommend. You know, they run on a loop with a little SIM card inside. Mm-hmm. So so when you have that in there, um, I, my only recommendation is take it out of the car if it's hot because I've had a couple that have melted and cracked open because of the heat expansion. So you just got to be a little careful. Do you recommend one above another? No, that's what I say. I, I, I really don't. I haven't researched it. I, I got a little cheapo in my car. It works. Uh, but, you know, it, it would even help, too. That there's some that, that wirelessly put a little camera on the, the back, too, and, and catch it both ways. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that is number one thing that I recommend. So, uh, okay. So next, let's say you, you, you do get in an accident and you're hurt, should you go to the hospital right away? If you're hurt and you have any doubt where you're offered to, to get an ambulance ride, don't second guess things. If you think you need to, by all means, get in the ambulance and go. Uh, but if you're able to, before that happens, get pictures of everything. And when I say everything, I mean the front, back sides of your car, the surrounding areas, where traffic lights are, where shoulders are. If there's skid marks, get pictures of the skid marks. That is huge. Get pictures of the other car all around front and back, okay? You, you have to do that. Uh, don't just get one picture of the back of your car. You want as much as you can take. Take pictures, take videos. Uh, get a picture of their license plate, all of that. So, uh, so then as far as uh, treatment, where do you go? A lot of people say, well, I, I went to my primary care physician. Well, what a lot of people don't know is there's a lot of doctors out there, primary care physicians, orthopedists, who don't want anything to do with car accident cases. They won't take the med pay insurance. They don't want to get involved in submitting the notes or doing causation and all that. And uh, there's other ones who will take it, but they're not good at it. Like here on the south side of Atlanta, we have uh, three really big name orthopedic clinics. I'm not gonna name them, but uh, you probably know what I'm talking about. You've heard of some of them. And, and they're not actively engaged in personal injury work. So as a result, you might be going to a really fine surgeon who's very good at what they do, but they have to document things properly where they're listing causation. This injury was caused by this accident. They give a thorough description of the accident. This is what I recommend, and this is what the, the, the final outcome is. But, uh, you know, as a chiropractor, I like to be the portal of entry. I'm the first person you see, and then I coordinate the care and make sure that you're going to doctors who are not only good doctors, but also, uh, are personal injury friendly who really handle a case and they're willing to testify if called upon and and their reputation is just impeccable they, you know, they're not going to get shot down yeah and i'll just say again you and i were speaking before we got on air and how crucial it is selecting the right doctor the right chiropractor because without the right notes without it going in properly they do not get everything paid for right yeah so another way not to get screwed at the end of the day is you know, should you get a lawyer or not? Well, if you're hurt, uh, 
and you really are injured, then you should get a lawyer. Uh, look, I know what I'm doing, and I had a bad accident in 2009, and, and I got a lawyer. You know, I, 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 but I, I'm not going to try to go back and forth with the insurance companies. Now, the lawyer's job is not to get your car fixed, not to communicate with you all throughout your treatment. They're there for when you're released from medical care, then they're going to put a demand in, and that's when they start doing their job. And most of the cases don't go to trial, but for the ones that do, uh, usually their fee goes up. Uh, but you want to pick a trial attorney, an attorney who, who has been around a while and, and is absolutely ready, willing, and able to take the case to court. And a lot of the big firms that you see advertised on TV and on billboards, uh, they, they really don't go to trial. And I mean a little. As a policy, they don't. They farm out the cases to other law firms because they make their money on volume, the quick flip cases. But there's going to be people walking through the door with wrongful deaths, so they'll send it to a trial attorney, and then they'll take a piece of the action. Uh, just being the middleman, that's where all the money's at. You know, they're making the money and doing nothing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and the, the really big firms, usually you're just going to have a paralegal handle everything anyway. Um, but... Uh, but when the case goes to trial, that's where you need that trial attorney to, to do their job. And, and I work with lawyers all the time. You know, I want to make sure that my patients have good lawyers to go to and, uh, and that when push comes to shove, they're, they're going to do better. But the insurance companies know when it's a bad, uh, not bad, but, but they know when it's a non-litigating attorney or firm and they're not going to uh, offer a big settlement. It's going to go up considerably with a trial attorney uh, representing you. Gotcha. So. Now, real quick, Derwin, how much time do we got left? I know, I know we're winding down. We're getting close. Got about three minutes left. So I want to segue real quick, John, to like, how did you get, like, when did you get started? What made you choose this profession? Because you know everything about insurance. You know everything with everything that goes along with this. Well, when I was in high school, I, I was uh, really into bodybuilding and I ended up uh, going to school at Auburn. And I went there because it was really the mecca for powerlifting, weightlifting. Uh, got to know Bill Kazmaier at Auburn, world's strongest man. Uh, I trained in the National Strength Research Center. That was like our personal gym, getting ready for powerlifting meets. That is cool. And yeah, it was, it was a good experience. And I had a lot of friends exercising, ma uh, majoring in exercise physiology. And they're all trying to get jobs. Like at the time, trainers weren't a big thing in the early 80s. So. Uh, I, they had trouble getting jobs, and I was—I had a fascination with chiropractic, and and uh, so I thought, well, that way I could stay in the health field, and uh, and and maybe make a living. <laughs> so, so that's how I got into it. Now, when you started, it's been in 1988 when you got started. When you started your own business, did it take out pretty quickly? Was it easy to get going? Did you have, a, have to have a lot of money to get it started? Like kind of. What I, I was really fortunate. I, I I had. Uh, good working capital um, that I borrowed, I paid back early, yeah. but I, I put a tremendous amount of money into advertising. I knocked on hundreds of doors in my town, doing a survey, met a lot of people. I still have patients now that I met from knocking on their door in 1988. See, that's awesome. And it was grueling, but uh, you know, if you want to be a successful business person, you can't be shy and wait for it to come to you. You have to be willing to do that face-to-face, -face, that phone call. You have to ask. You know. If you don't ask for the sale, you're not going to get it. Right. Period. 
So, and I don't care what you're doing, you're selling. Well, everything is <laughs> selling. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it, you know, like with chiropractic, you're selling the quality of work that you're giving somebody as a, the healthier lifestyle they're going to have because right. of coming to see you. Now, I know we're winding down. Tell everybody again, you know, where you're at, like where your hours, how they get in contact with you. They need to know that information, Dr. John. Well, all that information is on my website, drgio.com, D-R-G-I-O.com. And I really appreciate the, the time here and the plug. And it was a pleasure meeting you all. And I do. I'm glad you came out. I want to have you come back out again because there's still, like, some of the things we talked about before the show. You know, we'll talk about that later. But we're going to have you back out on the show talk about different things because... You have a wide array of knowledge about every aspect of this business, which is amazing. That's being old. <laughs> uh, really, guys, being seasoned and amazing. Because look at Dr. Blake. This man's amazing over here. 66 and strong. Are you kidding me? Strong. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever believed me before. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, everybody. We were winding down. So, again... Dr. John is over in Petrie City, Georgia. If you need a chiropractor, as you already know, this man has been in business since 1988. Tomorrow's anniversary. He knows everything about the body and the whole business aspect. This is the man to come and see. You can go to his webpage, drgio.com, drgio.com, for any information you need. And we are winding down. So remember, you are stronger than failure. Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Entrepreneur and author, Danny Cole. Stronger Than Failure.